And we're live, finally. Um, I'm having a few technical problems there with the little... I, I, yeah, I didn't press the right button. So uh, it's great to talk to you so, this evening, Fenola. Is it Fenola? Is that pronounced it correct or is it one of these... Absolutely ones? correctly. Yeah, it's the yeah. easiest uh, name in the world to pronounce. And if you're Irish, you will always get it wrong. If you're from any other country, you'll get it correct. Oh, okay. <laughs> Irish people want to pronounce it Fionula. 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 Yeah. yeah. I uh, hate that name. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Moving on. I've got you on as an avid reader. Um, mm. So, do you want to say a little bit about how you got into reading before we start? Or should we just kick off with the books? How I got into reading? That's such a good question. I mean, I think I always read and my I grew up in a family that we always read at home and uh, and I always it's also my escape. So I always have two books running at the same time. Oh, so one yeah. one will always be a business book because I'm wanting to always upscale and the other book will be trash. <laughs> it's just <laughs> escape It's to help me wind down because my brain just keep going all the time. So this if I have something that's a nice story that I can lose myself in that I don't have to think too deeply about. That's what I like to read before I go to bed. And in the morning when I get up, I'm thinking about what kind of how can I grow my skill set or how can I learn a little bit more about entrepreneurship or marketing or is there something in my business that I need help on? And then I'll read. It takes me places, you know? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to start start with the first book, and you can tell with each one if it's trash or if it's a business book. <laughs> no trash on this. And the first book is Whatever You Think, Think the Opposite by uh, Paul Arden. I love this book. <laughs> Have you? Do you know of Paul Arden, who is unfortunately no longer with us? But Paul Arden was the guy who did the original uh, Silkwood Purple ads. He was a real, he was an advertising man who thought about things differently, took a totally different perspective on stuff. And he wrote about either three or four books, um, the third one being about God. But this one is Whatever You Think, Think the Opposite. And I love his books. I like easy to read books because I don't, you know, we're working all day. I don't want to work it when I'm reading too. And so he did books that are called whiteboard books. So they have very small amount of text and photography in them with ideas to make you think differently from them. And I loved that in this book, whatever you think, think the opposite. The cover of it is actually quite interesting because right. it's back to front in what yeah. in how it uh, how it's constructed. And as you can see from me holding the book up, it's also loads of post-it notes in it because I think there's really great loads of ideas in it but he does stuff like um there's one page in the book that has a, an image of a piece of braille I don't know if you can see that properly <laughs> and what it does yeah. so it's one it's yeah. one uh, uh an image of a white piece of card with braille on it and it says it's and I'll read it to you this is a painting with the braille embossed the braille reads do not touch Oh, okay. I think cut you off there for the second, but I got the idea. <laughs> yeah, but it's 
is always looking at challenging the perspectives because if we all think in the same way as everyone else, it's the whole idea of conformity and conformity will just get you average in life, in your business, in whatever you want to do in life. But if you start to think the opposite of going against the, the norm, then you'll automatically look at something differently and come up with a new solution for it. And I really like that idea. Okay. Right. Let's go to that. Let's wipe that one. The E Myth Revisited by Michael E. Gerber. So, this, you have also read this book, which is yeah. interesting to hear your thoughts of this. But this is a book that I would recommend to most of my clients because it's the E Myth, which is the entrepreneurial myth not e-commerce or e-whatever. It's the entrepreneurial myth. And it's this idea of, and it actually mirrors a lot of my own work, uh, but it's this idea of the journey of the entrepreneur and all the traps that you can fall into and the loops that can happen as a result of of being on this journey. You know, like, so one of the core uh, themes that's in this book is this idea that, you know, you start to grow your business, you get really, really busy, and then it's time for you to hire somebody and you invest in hiring somebody and you get them to do, you know, task X, Y, and Z. And then they don't do it in exactly the way that you'd like to do it. So you end up actually doing it for them. And then you end up letting that person go. And then you actually fall back to where you were at the very beginning. So it's all of these entrepreneurial traps that are really, really common amongst entrepreneurs and it's to actually prepare you for what can be the traps so that you don't have to fall into them and help your business succeed. Is that how you would have read it? Um, yes and no. Um, I think this was one of the books I recommended on the very first book chat live because I went down a list of books I was reading at the time. Um, I would say all of that plus the fact that he's very strong on the fact that you shouldn't you really want to be getting to the position where you you could leave the business completely and it would just yeah. keep running working. So yeah. it's creating a system rather than yeah. a business as such. Um, and that's where I think it's really good as a book because, I mean, the great problem with business books, and you probably read enough to have the same thing, is that sometimes you hear people shouting about a particular book but it just said we go to say it's another book that you've already read says mm. <laughs> but yeah but sometimes you need, yeah sometimes you needed just a different perspective to get a learning yeah but this one was one of the first that kind of said that so i think it is a good book in that book yeah book. i love that book okay should we go on to the next book then yeah go for it uh, And it's another Paul Arden book. Um, it's not how good you are, it's how good you want to be. And on the cover of this, again, a whiteboard book as well from Paul Arden. And he and it's this idea of, you know, everybody gets very preoccupied with what they are actually good at, but it's actually where you want to take your business or what you want to be good at. Yeah. And it can also be aligned with career or what you want to achieve in your life. But his his little blurb underneath the title is the world's best selling book by Paul Arden. And that was on it from the minute it was launched. So, I mean, <laughs> he's living his own truth yeah. here. 
<coughs> and there's great one-liners in it. Again, it's that um, idea of uh, a simple, short amount of text to plant ideas, to think differently about things. <coughs> but here's one lovely quote. Nearly all rich and powerful people are not notably talented, educated, charming, or good-looking. They become rich and powerful by wanting to be rich and powerful. Yeah. I mean, you'd read this, you know, the way if you're taking a flight somewhere and you just want something to get your brain moving a bit and think differently about your business or whatever you're at. I mean, it's a great book. You'd read it on a flight, you know. Okay. So um, was there any particular reason why you put two Paul Arden books? Is he one of your favourite authors then? He is my favourite author. Oh, okay. He is my favourite author for a business. One of my, yeah, I suppose. He is my favourite author for just thinking differently, just challenging, because we get into these uh, patterns in how we think about life, about our work, about our business, about our approach to stuff. And it's like a, a kick in the backside to think about it and approach it differently. And I think it's a go to, these are go to books for doing that. Whereas, and it's not, it's not hard to read, you know, you're not going to be there yeah. for hours looking for divine inspiration. It's there on the page. <coughs> okay. So let's go on to the next book. They Ask, You Answer by Marcus Sheridan. Another, Another book I read. Exactly. Well, I like this one because also I recommend it to clients as well before they start doing their website and a very, very simple uh, idea also, which is uh, figure out what your customers want to know the answers to and just give it to them, you know? Yeah. So if they want to know how much something costs, but put the price on your website, if they want to know what does this, uh, so this is based on a model that Marcus Sheridan came up with in a landscaping, his landscaping business. And he just basically all the questions that all of his customers or potential customers were asking him. He simply created blogs and content on his website to answer all those questions, even if it was a comparison between this type of um, of actually swimming pools, isn't it? this yeah. type of swimming pool versus another type of swimming pool and what they were you know, the different types of materials, because these are the questions your customers are asking. So if your customers are asking you uh, five different types of questions, answer them on your website and it helps get them more engaged with you, gets to build trust with you so that you that you have a better relationship with them from the very beginning. And it means there's a higher likelihood that you convert them. And I would say it's required reading before you ever build your website. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I read this and I've heard the concepts. I've seen him speak, actually. Mm. Yeah, it is a really good book. If Just about content marketing in general for yeah. businesses. I mean, it's not... I have I think I interviewed Marcus Sheridan on a <laughs> podcast I did and he tried to sort of claim that it was true for everything. I think it's true for most things, but some businesses you need to bend a bit to be able to use principles. But most normal businesses this book is should be something they read before they start a website yeah i'd probably agree yeah okay 
The Surrender Experiment by Michael A. Singer. Love this book because, again, it's this idea. So <coughs> Michael Singer became very famous for writing The Untethered Soul um, and was, you know, featured on Oprah and stuff like that. And I bought that book, but I couldn't finish it. But this book I kept reading because I like books that take you on a journey that's that there's a story to it because I find it, I think it's easier to take in the learning when you're taken on a journey with somebody. And it's his story uh, where he's like a yoga guy who likes to live off in the woods. And he just basically made a decision to say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. And it's this journey that uh, this guy didn't have a lot of money. He didn't, you know, who wanted to stay close to nature, who, you know, was very earthy, yoga, zen, all that kind of stuff. And how he went from by simply saying yes to everything. And it's this idea of flow, being in flow as well. But saying yes to everything, how he actually built one of the biggest medical uh, software solutions in the world. Now, mm -hmm. it goes a little bit hairy in the end of the story. And there is kind of a bit of cloud of suspicion over some of it. But it's incredible by simply saying yes. Like so often we don't take enough risks. We don't seize the opportunity. You know, go with the flow to actually see where something takes us. And here is evidence of an actual life story of someone who said yes all the time. And I just found it really inspiring. Okay. Um yeah, we're still suffering from a bit of lag from anybody who's wondering, but just listen, it works fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's it's interesting, these kind of books. Sometimes you can read one book by an author and it's it really resonates. A number of times they they just seem to be either they don't, it doesn't work as well or you just don't get the book. It's very interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I love okay. to Right. And To June by Frank Herbert, which uh, I haven't read, but I've seen both film versions of this. I re so I like to read a little bit of fantasy. So I liked Dune. I loved uh, all those, you know, the, they've all been made into motion pictures. Uh, but Dune is was a series of books and it has been made into a mini series, I think, on, I can't remember on what channel, but... Um, and more, I think, is coming out from it. But a really interesting set on another planet, different uh, factions in this world of different kind of, you know, there's always uh, this idea of, you know, from medieval times, you've had guilds, but there's always these different factions of yeah. people and families. So, and how families compete. And it's like this class structure kind of idea. But there's stuff in here that I found interesting. And there is a quote from these uh, Bene Gesserit uh, group of predominantly, it's all women, I think. But And I always remember this idea of they, they have this chant that they say to keep themselves really focused, which is, and it starts with fear is the mind killer. And I always remembered it. I've never forgotten it. And I read this book when I was like in my 20s, like, 
a long time ago, but I never, ever forgot that. And some of the things, and I also find that interesting, even when you read fantasy and stuff like that, that there's some kind of undercurrents of ideas that can actually be adapted to to life, like to real life and how you can tweak that kind of lesson or message in it and adapt it for something that you're going through yourself at the time. But I love that idea of fear is the mind killer. So if you realize that it's just this fear is just crippling, it's just going to stop you. So, you know, center yourself to move out of the fear and you'll make a better decision. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think personally, I mean, I say I've not read the book, but I've seen quite a few adaptions of it. I think the reason why it's popular is just because how alien everything is in the book and also the way that it kind of has this intrigue, as you say, with all the guilds and everything in it that makes it very interesting as a concept. Anyway. Yeah, and the dynamics, you know, it's, yeah, I, I mean, uh, all fantasy anyway, I think is really interesting from the dynamics of how yeah. a different perspective of how humans interact and and Dune is like that. Uh, and I just think there's there's just stuff to learn from it always. Okay, shall we go on to the next book? Right. Scramble by Marty Neumeyer. So Marty Neumeyer, again, is another one of my favorite authors. And he is uh, Mr. Brand. So he would have done brands for Apple. Uh, he's a brand designer, but he's a brand strategist. He would have written books like the brand gap zag like phenomenal uh, work and i've read all of his books and what's interesting about scramble is he takes all of these books that are about marketing theory or brand theory and then and takes those and design thinking that kind of different way of looking at brand and design thinking and he turns this into a story so it's he calls it a thriller so he takes all of these ideas because one of the one of the challenges with some of these kind of theoretical books is, yeah, it's fine in theory, but how the hell do I put it into practice? So yeah. he decided to write a thriller that takes all of these ideas and weaves them into the story of how can this guy save this company by bringing, weaving through all of these ideas all at the same time. And it's about looking at all the different aspects of the business simultaneously instead of trying to do this straight line approach to saving the business, he gets everybody in from the guy, you know, coming up with a new product idea to the person doing the website, to the person who's doing the financial aspects of it, to the person who's doing this, and that everybody is in the room as they figure out how to save the company. Okay. So it sounds... And so you can see these ideas then come to life and going, ah, oh. and and for me, that's really amazing because it means that it's like, oh, well, I could do that in my business. Yeah. Okay. Shall we go into the next book? The this Purple Cow. Purple Cow, yes. I said code and I picked the wrong book, but we'll come back to the one before. <laughs> But the Purple Cow, so I'm often asked, Finola, if you were to recommend a book <coughs> that would explain marketing to me, 
you know, to give me yeah. a start on marketing, to learn baseline marketing before I go any deeper, what book would you recommend? <laughs> and this is the book I always recommend because, again, I like simple books, like get to the point, really simple, you know, bed in the learning. And the purple cow, and I love Seth Golden as well, but the purple cow is this idea that there are brown cows and there are white cows and they're black and white cows. And then there are purple cows and the purple cows stand out above all the rest. They're completely different to everybody else and they stand out simply because they're purple. And this idea also in the book that uh, this idea of the word remarkable, about being remarkable, how to be remarkable and being remarkable, being, you know, being the best, being unique, being out there, being that purple cow. But also the idea of being worth remarking on. And I loved that interplay of that that word of remarkableness, of being the purple cow and then being worth remarking on. And that is a just a great simple approach to what marketing is <coughs> yeah i mean it's uh i have read this book i can't remember too much about it apart from that, what you said like mm. purple you you don't want to be the same as everybody else you want to be uniquely yeah. different and that is the crux of the marketing yeah thing. <laughs> but the funny thing is <coughs> in all of these books you know, it's always this quest for being different and being yeah. unique. And but the thing is, we're hardwired to look around us and try to be like everybody else. And we're always trying to be different, but still mm. fall under that idea of ending up being like everybody else because we don't do the thing like Mark Paul Arden was talking about, which is about thinking the opposite. Yeah, well, that's the trouble. I mean, it's like. Everybody wants to be different, but they don't want to be potentially ridiculed for being different, and then they lose the whole thing, don't they? So. Yeah. Okay, shall we go on to the right next book next this time? Okay. Which was Stop Writing Book Nobody Reads by Debbie Jenkins. This is uh, just out by the wonderful Debbie Jenkins. And I love this book. Again, you read it really fast. Very simple book. And it's this idea that, you know, when books first started coming out, you know, guys would be, you know, the measure of a book was actually how long it was because there weren't that yeah. many books around. So when a guy was trying to tell his story or propose a thesis, the more words, the better. Whereas now we live in a, in a world where we have TikTok, we have Instagram, we have you know, and we're conditioned to think that everybody has very short attention spans. But the amount of times that we look at one minute pieces of content again and again, and again, we're actually uh, and in her book, she talks about this, which is the average is that people watch 52 minutes of one minute clips. So our books need to change to suit how people process information now. So instead of writing these enormous books, and getting lost in, you know, uh, lost in waffle, basically, then we need to write books that people want to read by getting to the point and using uh, really understanding what our customers want or what our, you know, our single reader wants to read, get to the point. And I think it's a very practical book to, especially if you're um, a consultant or an expert in a space, that you want to write a book, you tick that box of published author or whatever it is, 
that this is a great practical book that tells you, it shows you how to write it better and also how to market it better. Totally worth a read. Yeah, I've not heard of this book, but I, I quite like the book description. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think we're all, some of us are guilty of doing this more than others, but uh, there is a argument that books don't have to be long. The number of puddy, uh, puddy, padded non-fiction books I've yeah. seen is, is remarkable. So Yeah. Okay. All right. You are a badass, badass at making money by Jen Cicero. So, again, a book I recommend to clients because uh, entrepreneurs often have a very funny relationship with money. Yeah. And this was a book that helps people come to terms with their relationship with money and how to change their thinking about it, you know, because there's all these kind of ideas of, you know, making too much money is a bad thing, you know, you're being, mm. and especially for women, it's particularly a big issue for women who want to do things, you know, from that nurturing side of women, female entrepreneurs, the caring side, the wellness side, and it feels like, you know, and often we see this in the artist space as well, Whereas this reframes that whole relationship with money to help people really understand how money can be the ally and that it's not a bad thing about to make money and to be wealthy and to make a difference in the world because you are putting yourself into a position that makes you more in tune and can have greater reach by actually being successful. So <coughs> it's a book I recommend to everyone who's a challenger and making money, particularly female entrepreneurs. And it's written with female, female, yeah, with, with women in mind. Okay. Yeah. This book's been recommended before on the show. I haven't read it, but it's been recommended before. So uh, <laughs> I think it is particularly. Again, simple to read. Yeah. It's particularly applicable to uh, female entrepreneurs, isn't it? I think that's, uh, mm. Okay. okay. The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Yeah, like this book as well. And the big lesson for me as this, you know, it's a <coughs> self-development book as well. Um, because, you know, as entrepreneurs, it's one thing about getting all the marketing right, but you've also got to get the mindset right. And one of the things that I really liked about this was about this idea of getting to the next level in your business that there is this idea of the comfort zone in your business or in your career where you get really good at something and you keep churning it out because it's really easy and you have a certain level of success and you have a certain amount of people behind you in your team that reliant on the status quo of where you are. And then there's this idea of breaking that mold and moving into your gene. So from comfort zone into genius zone to actually really, truly live up to your full potential by moving into the genius zone, which is risky, but much more rewarding because you start to achieve your own potential. And I liked this idea of self-reflection to go, well, where am I? What zone am I actually in? Am I in a comfort zone? Am I very comfortable about where I am now? Or can I actually uh, 
throw it, you know, really kind of put the cat among the pigeons and move to the next stage where I can truly live up to my own potential. And I really liked that. Yeah, sounds like a uh, sort of, there's quite a lot of books like this, but I think you can probably never read too many of that particular type of nonfiction book, to be honest. <coughs> yeah, but I like, I mean, I like that. I think it also is quite practical. So um, again, it all depends on, are they saying it in a way that you can hear the message? Okay. On writing by Stephen King, which I've, I've read as well. This was recommended to me um, a few years ago as well. Very, very simple book and just uh, an unexpected uh, piece of work by Stephen King. Just very simple, very pragmatic of, you know, getting to the point, reducing the number of words, unnecessary. That was my biggest lesson reducing the number of unnecessary words in a sentence to get to the point to have a clean clear message when you're writing yeah it's like kill your darlings isn't it is always, uh, his uh, yeah. advice um i think when i read it it wasn't so much the writing advice it was just a lot of the autobiographical stuff in it was quite interesting to me that's um, true also yeah. there is yeah. good stuff in it but it's uh it's just interesting if you're just interested in the autobiographical side of it. Yeah. Okay, let's go on to something very different. Which is Little Black Stretchy Pants by Chip uh, Wilson. So again, another... Uh, so I like this book because Chip Wilson is the founder of Lululemon. Yeah. And... So that's hence little black stretchy pants but he first he had several businesses before this because he was a guy who liked skateboarding then it went into snowboarding and he had this knack of getting kind of into the community of the people who were involved in skateboarding snowboarding all that kind of stuff and designed uh athletic wear for that was unique and perfect for that sport and then and he did extremely well in these um areas and then he came up with lululemon and really built community around this um yoga gear this what well, everything that you need and it's it's really um high value it's expensive yoga gear but it's all built around community they never uh cut their prices on anything about how they got into found geographic locations of where they would start the business, where they would start a new store, got local yoga instructors on board and hired them, got people much more involved in the community aspect associated with the sport. <coughs> and also, and it goes through this whole journey of how he um, built each of these businesses. And also he went, another really interesting story from him was he went and worked for a year in Alaska or something like that in uh, working in fishing or the oil refineries to make enough money in one year to help him go and uh, start up his own business. And before he went on that year thing, he read the top, the list of the top 100 books in the world 
and went through each of those books methodically. And one of the books that's on that list, I actually read as a result of reading this book, which yeah. is Atlas Shrugged. Yeah. And, um, but he got ousted out of his own business, yeah. which I thought was really interesting. Definitely worth a read, easy read. Um, yeah, really good, loved it. Okay, you know what the next book's gonna be, of course, don't you? <laughs> Just after you were saying that you nicely, you nicely said what you're doing. Right. <laughs> and it's Alice Shrugged by Ayn Rand, yeah. which I've also but, read, actually. Fantastic book. And I would have to read it again because it's it's uh, really meaty and it will make you think differently about stuff. And What's really surprising about it is that it was written in the 1950s. It's still applicable today. It was controversial at the time. It's uh, it's also um, written by a woman at that time, you know, from something that was written about uh, industry. It's the story of a train company and um, the uh, one of the founders of the train company and uh, just about what the world and what society and government was like at the time, the mindlessness of bureaucracy, of conformity, of all these really interesting topics and how individualism and innovation was oppressed because of the status quo. Uh, really interesting. Uh, it's a really long book, but addictive. Loved it. What did you get from it? <coughs> well, I mean, it's interesting to me because, I, I mean, I did economics at the university many, many, many years ago and then ended up mm. working in an area that had nothing to do with economics. But um, you very rarely see books that have kind of a right-wing slant. <laughs> Most mm. books are left-wing based, but this is a very fundamental... I mean, it's not the best written book in the world, but it is one of the books that makes the best argument in terms of why people who work hard should be rewarded. And if you don't yeah. reward people who work hard, then they all disappear and everything goes, starts going to pot. So I think that's yeah. where it's a very good... I mean, Ayn Rand possibly... Uh, I don't think it, I'm not sure if it's this book, but she's possibly the worst writer of romance scenes I've ever seen of anybody ever. Um, but her books are her books are very readable from a political point of view. Um, yeah. Whatever your persuasion, I mean, if you're more right leaning, then you'll probably definitely like it. And even if you're left leaning, you might find it interesting to just as something to think about. So, yeah, I think, I think it. I think you're right. It totally. Uh, makes you think differently or makes you chat like it just gets you to think yeah, yeah. Not, not necessarily think differently but it gets you to think and to reflect um yeah it, I, I just found it really interesting okay go to the next book lost and founder by rand fiskin Again, another story of an entrepreneur, and um, he's the founder of Moz and now Spark Toro, and he founded Moz with his mom, <coughs> and um, how they 
started out as a web design business and then moved into the SEO space. They became very well known as for having whiteboard Fridays for humanizing um, SEO to, you know, not the kind of industry standard at the time was kind of uh, making SEO all much more complicated than it needed to be. That it was um, they they made SEO search engine optimization much more accessible and yeah, much more accessible. They changed the nature of the industry. And then it's also the story of him being ousted from his business too. There's a bit of a trend here, isn't it? You like the ousted founder book. <laughs> well, I just think it's interesting when there's a, tr and this is quite often what happens, especially in tech startups as well, is that often the person who starts the business and takes it to a certain stage in the business is not the person who can take it the rest of the way. Yeah. Yeah, but that's also well, challenged in both of these. Like I liked the, these two books, uh, Chip Wilson and Rand Fishkin. I just thought it was very interesting to have their perspectives yeah. of what was lost when you lose the founder. Oh, yeah. Well, often quite a lot, isn't it? That's uh, trouble. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's the heart, you know? Yeah, yeah. The very Usually the, the soul of the business as well often goes. Yeah. Um, the Goal by Elijah Goldratt. Will you mispronounce his name? So this again is another like like uh, Martin Newmeyer's scramble. <coughs> this idea of taking and this guy's a systems guy, like lean systems, you know, like yeah. the Toyota philosophy, lean, all that kind of stuff. And often that kind of topic is really challenging to read, and it's you know, it's uh, usually read by people who are working in the lean industry or in continuous improvement, stuff like this. Whereas this is actually written like a story, again, of a guy who has to save the company by looking at the systems. Because one of the challenges with systems, while well, systems help us scale our businesses, systems, as when a company gets too large, can often be the problem in the first place because they're mindless, you know, not back to Ayn Rand. And this, uh, the goal actually tells is makes systems, lean philosophy, all of that kind of stuff, really accessible in a story that you're rooting for the guy and how he gets through, you know, works through it and how he gets people on board and all that. And so it's, again, this thriller idea of taking theoretical ideas and making them much more accessible. Easy to read. Okay. It's my common theme. <laughs> um, so I'm going to ask you to wrap up the <coughs> portion of this. I'm going to ask you the which baby do you kill question. Which, like, if you had to recommend just one of these books to somebody, which book would you pick? Mm, depends on who they are. So if it's oh wow, that's a really tough question, Tim. <laughs> well, I you, think you can talk about your logic if you like as to how who. You, what would you look for in person to work out which book to give them? I'd always look for where, like, one, I'd want to know if they're an entrepreneur because most of these books are entrepreneurial anyway. Yeah. Um, and then I'd be looking for what stage in their business are they at to to help them. But I, I think there's, I'd either recommend a Paul Arden book. It's not how good you are, it's how good you want to be. Or The Surrender Experiment. Yeah. 
just say yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, I'm going to finish at least the Amazon portion. Might hold on for a little while afterwards. Um, and uh, thanks for everybody. Thanks so much for being on the show, Fernanda, and thanks for the people watching. And um, I'm trying to do this every week at the same time, um, even though I've still got season. <laughs> I say season because I'm going to miss a few every now and then. But uh, if I miss two weeks, it's a new season. But I'm trying to do one every week. So thanks so much for being on yeah. the show, Fernanda. You're most welcome. Um, Thank you for having me. I'm waiting for it to end on the other thing, but we're still recording here. So, for the YouTube video, um, which I'm going to try and I might have a go at trying to time sync you back into it so your video matches up with your audio on YouTube. But uh, could you tell everybody a little bit about what you do and what services and things you provide to people? Yeah, I'd love to share that. So you might guess from some of my book choices that I work with entrepreneurs. So my space is in uh, brand and market positioning strategist. And I help people find their unique point of difference and help them carve that as a, out as a space for themselves. And then I help them own it by mm -hmm. really looking about how they're positioned in the marketplace and then how to build a strategy around that to actually make them push through above the noise. It's all about the marketing strategy. Okay. And how can people find you online? Yeah, you can go to finolahoward.com. So that's F-I-N-O-L-A, howard.com. You can listen to my podcast, which is called Your Truth Shared, which you can get on Apple Podcasts. And um, yeah, and on all the socials, just look me up, Finola Howard. Okay, well, thanks again for watching on YouTube now, <laughs> and I'm going to terminate the uh, broadcast here. So, uh, thanks everybody. Ooh.